Welcome to another edition of the Long Snapper Podcast. Uh, my name's Dougie Andrews and I am joined by Mark and by Adam. We're not with Craig this week. He's off doing uh, sweaty things in gyms with other men. Make up your own mind about that. Um, we're basically, we're an NFL podcast. Uh, we don't know, we don't profess to be experts about the NFL, but what we are is extremely passionate about the subject and we can talk for hours about this crap so strap yourselves in because that's what you're going to get literally um, hours literally hours you can find us on twitter at long snap pod uh apparently we've got a facebook and a uh what is it mark wordpress, WordPress site? site yeah we yeah. don't do much on them so don't bother just just have a look on twitter because when the when the when the need arises we occasionally post on there anyway how are you boys yeah, not bad. I'm, not I'm bad. good. This is, uh, excited about a lower workload for recording this podcast. Which we'll come yeah. To. So you've alluded to it there, but um, you may or may not know if you're a, if you're a regular listener that we've been working on a dream team over the last three months, um, very infrequently, and we've decided that this is the week that we're going to pop it all together and uh, give it to you for your viewing or listening pleasure. First off, though, we should really round up a few bits of news that have happened in the NFL this week. Um, is there is there are there a few bits of news? Well, there's a couple. There's a have couple. you managed to find a few? You've done you've done better than me. I can think of one. Go yeah, for well, it. I had the same lightness. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So to, to me, this is this is how Fox Sports have got themselves out of a crisis, and that crisis was that John Lynch decided that he would leave the commentary booth and go and become the 49ers general manager. This has meant that they have had a vacancy um, in, I think it's, is it their second or third team? They seem to rank them. Don't ask me why. Um, So there's been a vacancy for a while and they go go and get (laughs) one of the most charismatic men that's ever graced the football field on and off, on and off the pitch. I would say charismatic um, even persuaded him that it's worth his while retiring. No, forget, forget Tony Romo. This is Jay Cutler. The Jay Cutler era is now. I think it might be brilliant. I genuinely think he might be such a have such a give a fuck attitude that if, if he if he keeps that doesn't give a shit about if he pisses anybody off and just goes in with his laid back start. I think it might be brilliant. I yeah, hope it's brilliant. I agree with you. I think he could be uh, just something completely different. Yeah. You know, we all complain about vanilla analysts not really giving us much that we wouldn't expect from a trained professional. Maybe maybe um, Jay Cutler's got something a bit different. I mean, he must have something about him for the women he's bagged, so... That's um, a good. <laughs> he's got. He's got to have some charisma. Either that, or he's got a massive cock. But exactly. You know, Robbie... I mean, I mean the other. Oh, but but then he could just be the Robbie Savage of American football. So um. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, I'm I'm going with that. I, I I'm prove me wrong, Jay, because you haven't done so far while you've been playing. Maybe <laughs> maybe the booth is the time that he's he's going to do that. Um, I'd like to bring up the fact that Jamal Charles has signed for the Broncos. We missed it by a day. On our last well, not even that. It was about, it was about 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Almost as soon as we came off air, wasn't it? But yeah. Yeah, he's signed for them. That should be interesting. I've just drafted him in my dynasty league in the third round. 
Interesting. Do you think he will? It will take you longer to draft him than he will stay healthy. <laughs> well, in the third round of a dynasty draft, there's not a lot left. Let me tell you. And my my reasoning was, I thought that somebody else would take him sooner, or or or, or, or in the office trading up to, to get up to my pick. Um, rejected them both because if he does stay healthy for the whole year, there's a thousand yard running back. He'll get numbers in Denver. Yeah. They they produce produce numbers of um, at their backs position. It's, it's almost uncanny going back years. Yeah, so I, I agree. It's worth a punt. I mean, it's it's just the injury thing. If he stays fit, he he's going to do well. I mean, he he's always always been talented enough. It's just it's just been the fitness for him. Who's left in Kansas at the minute? Now it's Spencer the, Ware, and they've drafted a rookie as well. That right. I don't know too much about. So in terms of talent. Are they and, and, are they and better Sharky than West. Jamal Charles? Obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, are they talent-wise? Are they better than Jamal Charles now? Well, I think they think so. Clearly. Or, or do they just think that they're more likely to be able to play sixteen games? That as well. Um, is it, it, I think that for me, when it comes down to it, I think Jamal Charles is probably a more talented back than either of those. But it's it's the injury concerns, and it's you know it's those backs that are the wrong side of thirty. And if they can, if the Broncos can keep him fit, not have to use him a bit like Adrian Peterson as an every down as an every down back, but they can get some decent productivity out of him. I reckon that's a good pickup. Thick as mints as well. He is. I don't know if you ever read any of his tweets. Thick <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you think some teams just get tired of this? So if a player misses so much time. I think so there's an element of that. Yeah, definitely. They've had, they've had enough. Let someone else have a go. Definitely. Yeah, I think so. I think I think that American sports is far more savvy in the getting rid of injury prone players than we get over here, and that we're used to it over here. We we put up with injury prone players where well, the, there, the, the contracts allow it a bit more than the sport over here that's does. True. Yeah, that's true. Um, if if you if you're not performing, you're out. So yeah. Um, I love the fact that as well that in his in his uh, press conference to announce the signing, he he revealed that he was a lifelong Broncos fan. Brilliant! Clearly watching some uh, <laughs> Premier League football. Yeah. The anyway, Bobby Key of American football. The other thing that I read was uh, one of the TV channels in the states had applied under the Freedom of Information Act for Aaron Hernandez's prison record. Um, turns out <laughs> that he was a bit of a naughty boy and was found with a six-inch shiv in his uh, cell. And uh, was done about six times for fights, fist fights. It's so, hard to uh, believe, isn't it? Yeah. And his and his murder conviction has now been quashed. Yeah, I saw that. Oh. Yeah. What the one for Odin Lloyd? Yeah, been quashed because he's dead. So you can't. He, his um, he's no no longer a convicted murderer. Wow. Should we leave that's it there? That's great news for on? Odin Lloyd's family, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's just what kicking the teeth. What great justice. Oh. Yeah. Meh. Let's move on. Anyway, look, yep. we, we, we alluded to it earlier. Um, we've picked a dream team. We've done quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers and tight ends. Uh, here's the first segment, and it's the quarterbacks. We're going to start off our fantasy dream 11. This is, this is an idea that I stole from our friends at the Mall Over podcast. We're going to talk about, we're going to try and pick an offense and a defense based on our opinion of players during our lifetime. So in my case, or our viewing lifetime, so in my case, that goes back to about the mid-80s, I guess. I don't know about you boys. How far back are you going? Yeah, similar. similar. Early early 90s, maybe. Very early 90s. 
Yeah, somewhere in between those two for me, I'd say. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, early early memories of probably around 89, something like that. Yeah, right. Not a million miles apart. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd, I'd say I'm pretty similar to that. And um, I'll kick us off. And my, my first nomination, and the guy that really can be the only nomination, and I guess you guys are going to say the same thing, is the man himself, Tom Brady. Um, if there's been a better QB in our lifetime, I don't know who it is. Would you agree? Yeah, he's in my list. Um, what, a, what a phenomenal talent. Um, there's a lot of accusations, and we've made them on the podcast, and well, certain people on the podcast have made them, naming no names, Craig. Um, but he's obviously very good. He happens to have an amazing head coach. Um, but for someone who was picked so low in the draft, I, he's phenomenal. You can't argue with his record and the stats he's got. He's got to be in the, the conversation for the best ever in our lifetime. It's, he's not going to win favourite if we, if we were picking a favourite quarterback for me, but it's, it's hard to argue with anything that you just said. I mean, to be truthful, and this goes against everything I believe in, but he's he's pretty unlucky not to have more Super Bowl rings than he has, and and falls pretty good as a start. Um, I mean, that you could you could give him one of those two two defeats to the Giants. So I would I would think if the rub of the green had been more even. Um, yeah, hard, hard, hard to argue. But I mean, there are other names that we should certainly talk about, um, if, I, if only just to get some likable people into the discussion. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw one out. There. <laughs> I'll throw one out there. Um, Joe Montana, Kansas City Chiefs' greatest ever quarterback, and he played <laughs> uh, a season and a half at the end of his career, and is still by far and away our best ever quarterback. Um, I don't. I I never saw Len Dawson play, so. I can't comment on him, but Joe. I'll, t- I'll Joe tell Montana. you what. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. His Chiefs legacy is there because I've watched the question of sport this week, and as usual, you get a couple of NFL players thrown in there on the and the picture board, and the picture of Joe Montana that cropped up was uh, wearing the red number nineteen shirt, and you don't see that too often. So where they whether it was the most recent image on Google image search for the. Uh, the team that put the quiz together or not, I don't know, but his Chiefs Chiefs fame lives on. Yeah, the run the runner f- who whose whose job it is to research the pictures for question of sport obviously just went onto Google and typed in Joe Montana and that was the first one that came up and they probably have no idea still to this day who he is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I guarantee you no. nobody at the BBC watches American football. I guarantee it. The other one was a, a shot of the middle of his face of Peyton Manning, you know. Again, well, another, the, mid- the middle of his face. The middle of Peyton Manning's face. Well, the middle of Peyton Manning's face is the middle of his forehead, isn't it? <laughs> that sent a mass of the Peyton, Peyton Manning bonds. But he's a, he's another name we should discuss. No, 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 no. Veto, Ooh. veto, veto. Dougie's a massive Peyton Manning fan. There's just no. It's not even a conversation. He's not getting a mention. <laughs> As, well, I, I, as the man with the mute button <laughs> okay okay I've got 13 names that I've I've come up with that have played in the, the era that we're talking about and they're a, a mixture of you know, one or two underachievers maybe um, perhaps yeah a, a few that aren't going aren't to win um, but I, for names that I feel 
would be in the mix or certainly certainly there to give you a chance to veto in, in Peyton Manning's case because he was one of them. But, I mean, from, from my perspective, my favourite will, will always, be, always be Mr. Warren Moon. And I, I don't think he's a million miles away from, from the likes of Montana, Brady, but just perhaps not quite in the same league. I would totally agree with that. Picking a favourite, he's mine. And another ex-chief, by the way. Um, <laughs> so our second greatest ever QB. Uh, yeah, <laughs> You've had some top ones. We have, we have. Um, how, how ne- never in their Smith? prime, though. Never in their prime. Um, but we did, we, you know, I would, I would agree with Ron Moon. And one of the greatest things ever was playing w- with the Houston Oilers on Madden 93 with, with <laughs> Warren Moon. Yeah, just a, uh, just a joy, an absolute joy. Mark, you got any other names you want to throw out? Uh, well, th- I came up with three names when I was looking at this. One is a massive, it is a massive Homer choice because I think if you're talking about some of the greatest quarterbacks of my era, I can't look too much further than Jim Kelly. Um, created the K-Gun offense in the early 90s and in the, and then in the late 80s he was incredible five um five pro bowls that you know all the super bowls we won't talk about the results but an amazing quarterback but i think that the guy who i was was for me a clear number one of the quarterbacks in my lifetime i can't believe we've managed to get this far into chatting about the best quarterbacks of our lifetime and we haven't mentioned Troy Aikman yet um, is something I find hard to believe. The guy was incredible. Three Super Bowls, um, Super Bowl MVP, six Pro, six Pro Bowls. Um, he was one of the most incredible NFL players I've ever seen. Thought he was a phenomenal quarterback. Admittedly, he had some amazing weapons around him, and he was complemented by Michael Irvin. But fantastic player. I think he is has to be one of the front runners in the conversation. Um, Jim Jim Kelly, who it, it seemed to me was up against the Houston Oilers every single every single season in the late eighties, early nineties, and we was as a team never seemed to to get the better of him. Um, the only time we had a massive lead in a game, um, the Buffalo Bills came back with Frank Reich just to uh, yeah. rub salt in the wounds. Um, but yeah, I mean, what what a what a guy! How he never wound up with the Super Bowl ring, I do not know. It's a travesty. One of the one of the players I'd like to mention, the thing that all these guys have talked about have got in common is that they they all had really good weapons around them. Um, you could argue that Tom Brady is a system quarterback and he's probably benefited from having the greatest head coach of all time behind him. Um, but someone who I think is worth a mention just just um, in the way that he he's moved the, the way quarterbacks played is Mike Vick. When he first burst onto the scene... Controversial. Well, is is it controversial because he's not that great of a player or is it controversial because he like watching dogs eat each other? Because there's no, there is no argument that you can present that doesn't say that he changed the quarterback position. It was a genuine... I think you've got to... He genuinely moved the game forward when he came on. There have been a few like him in terms of showing brilliance for two or three years and then well he had his own reasons for disappearing from the from the top level but there have been plenty of others who've shown that kind of talent and they're not not in our life not in our lifetime not in our lifetime you could argue that randall cunningham had the same kind of effect but i don't think it was as big both socially and in terms of how it changed the game 
I mean, Randall Cunningham came onto the scene and uh, affected the game in a similar way in that he changed how quarterbacks were, were perceived. But Mike Vick not not only changed the way the position was played, but changed how people viewed quarterbacks of that ilk, that running quarterback who also had a bit of an arm. But he was genuinely someone who affected the game for a number of years. And while you can while you can say that he might not have had the same effects on the game or, or the same ability as a Tom Brady or someone like that, you can't argue that he didn't change the game. And that's something that, you know, not many quarterbacks have done. I'm just throwing this question out there as I'm I'm looking at my list of thirteen and there, I don't think there are any that are in that sort of mould, the the mould that had the the feet. I mean, yeah, there are plenty of these guys could run, but not many of them. I'm looking I could think of maybe Steve Young, who actually had serious wheels that made a difference. Um, but other than that, I mean, as, as you say, Mike Vick has set a trend. I mean, you've got all sorts of all sorts of players of that style now. Um, how many of them will have a, a 10, 15 year career with that risk of injury from playing like that is another matter. As we've still we've still not really seen that. Um, Cam Cam Newton is as a name that jumps out from the the current crop but i mean we, we'll see um I, in back when i when i was watching it in in 2001 and when he first came out of college i remember being more excited about watching mike vick than i'd been of watching many players for for quite a long time but i think it was just because he was a quarterback that could run really fast and i think that for, for me prevents him from being one of the top players he had a decent arm um but he was he was a running quarterback and that's what they built that offense around. Um, he was, he was okay. He went to a few pro bowls because he was exciting rather than because he was um, successful necessarily. I think he's influential. Absolutely. And if this was a list of the most influential quarterbacks of our lifetime, then yeah, I would agree that he's in there, but in, in terms of best, not in the conversation for me. Uh, yeah, look, I'm not, I'm not comparing him to, to Brady or Manning or Montana or any of those guys. I'm just saying that in terms of how he's affected the game, he's worthy of a mention in this list. There are many Influential, other... no doubt. An important quarterback, I think, is is probably a good word to use. Um, but I wouldn't, certainly not one of the, not someone I would be looking to put in the best quarterback of my lifetime um, team, no. How about a name that we should we should probably talk about with Martin not being here, and he would never forgive us if we if we didn't mention um, the star of Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, Jim Carrey, Dan Marino. Oh, Jim sorry. Carrey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that Dan Marino. You know, probably one of the most unlucky quarterbacks in the world ever. You know, probably had the ability to win Super Bowls, but. See, I don't. He also I don't, often didn't have weapons around him, did he? No, and and do you know what? I look back at the quarterbacks that I re, I remember do, having done a little bit of reading and and sort of looking back over the seasons that I've watched. I, I don't recall too many seminal Dan Marino moments. I mean, he had a lot of numbers and he had a lot of near misses. But can you honestly say, tell tell me the one play that that sticks out from? from Dan Marino's career. I can't I couldn't really put my finger on anything like that and that sort of was what prevented me from mentioning it, the guy really. I think he probably peaked a little bit 
before the era that we're talking about, and that that might be the reason for that. I mean, they 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 made the Super Bowl in sort of earlier in the eighties um, with with Marino. So I, we, yeah, I've not seen him deep in the playoffs in in my watching era. No, and that, and that's what ultimately stopped me from mentioning him. He obviously you can't you can't argue with his body of work, but for me. There's there's more impressive specimens out there, so let's let's sort of wind this up. The first person into our fantasy dream team at quarterback is it a consensus? And I know Craig's going to do his nut about this, but that's the price you pay for not being here, Craig. It's Tom Brady, right? I'm not sure I'd put him number one. I, I can see why a lot of people would, but I'm not sure I would put him number one. I think there's there's other quarterbacks that are just better. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a difficult one because they're all bloody good. <laughs> and that's, that's the point. And so we've, we've got to come up with, we've got to come up with a, with a guy. So who, who would be your number one then, Mark? I, I think just for what he achieved on the stage, he had to achieve it. I, I think I would, I'd plump for Trey Aikman as my number one, but I can see why a lot of people would, um, would look at Brady. I'm going to go with Joe Montana. I, I, so we haven't got a consensus can, in the slightest, have we? We've no, got exactly I, I, the opposite. I just, <laughs> <laughs> We're making this easy, aren't we? I think it's, as soon as you start any discussion like this, you you end up at, at, with this kind of with this kind of problem. I mean, there are too many names already been discussed. There are other names that we haven't discussed. I mean, we, Aaron Rodgers hasn't been mentioned, um, and, but, and shouldn't be. Uh, maybe, but we haven't discussed him. Um, I, I just Tom Brady. Yes, yes. I just don't want to. <laughs> I think when it comes down to it, if I had to, if I had to pick, <laughs> between, that's fair enough. I don't know between Tom Brady, Donald Trump, and the devil. I, I don't know which way I'd turn. In fact, all three of those are pretty good mates, aren't they? So, uh, yeah, all in. yeah, they are. We've got to come up with a name. Uh, I would pick Montana. Out of Aikman and, and, and Montana, I think I think uh, Aikman had Aikman had less of an impact. I don't I don't think if Aikman hadn't have or wasn't the quarterback, they probably wouldn't have had the success. I think they would have because of that Irving. Uh, but then you can say the same about Montana with Rice. But did he have a running back? It's difficult. Yeah, I think the, the problem with Joe Montana, the problem with Joe Montana for me is he's, he's got a lot of those weapons around him. And you look at who came in after him, Steve Young, who um, came in with the same weapons are just as well, if not better. Um, so that's that's what diminishes Joe Montana for me a little bit. Um, someone else has come in, has got very similar um, similar record, looked just as good in that offense. Um, so is is Joe Montana that amazing? Um, well, you know, incredible quarterback, but. Okay, so, so here's what we're going to do, right? Aitman and Montana. Are we discounting Brady? Because Craig would not vote for Brady, no matter what. And you two haven't. So that would rule Brady out, yeah? So we're ruling I Brady think if, out. If I'm, if I'm honest with myself, it's because of the, my heart. Um, so read into that what you will. Okay. Well, look, let's think about this because we've got to pick the receivers and the running backs and the tight ends. What offense are we going to play? I think we go three wide, uh, single back with a tight end, right? That's what we're going to do. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We're not we're not going modern two tight ends, no. Okay, so three, you want you want 
<laughs> or, the, or the jumbo package, no receivers at if all. If you're going to do that, yeah, then get those big tackles in. You need you need Just a QB. You need a QB who's got wheels. So let's go for Mike Vick. Done. No, just me. We we could be here for weeks. We could. <laughs> we 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 genuinely do have to pick someone though. So come on. Um, I've got to be honest. Tom I, Brady. There you go. No, no. I've, 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 I'm going to be the bigger man about this. Tom Brady. Mark, can you relent? <sighs> yeah. I see. I'm sorry, the issue we've got here is that you've got we've got three AFC fans. I I like Tom Brady because I, secretly I like the Patriots a little bit. But Adam, you don't like the Patriots. Oh, is that a second team you support there, Doug? No, no, no. Hold on a second. No, 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 no. I've just been sick a little team. bit. No, it's not a second team. Hold on. I like watching the Patriots because they play good football. You just said you like them a little bit. I like watching them a little okay. bit. I like watching them. I'll, I'll remind you of that. Remind me all you want, mate. I'm not. I'm not a turncoat. I'm a Chiefs fan. Well, if if the if the chief if if the Chiefs aren't on, then I'll watch the Patriots quite happily. How can you not you could, like? So, how can so, you, you could, so you could call them your second team. No, and I wouldn't. I would call them a team. Or I, if of the other thirty-one teams in the league, I had to watch any of them. It would be the Patriots. Everyone listening agrees with me. Uh, if there was anyone listening, Mark, that'd be a that'd be a that'd be a good <laughs> that thing would to be say. A start, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, so, Brady's out. I would go with Montana over Montana and Aikman. Which one had the better wheels? Which one would help you out in a sticky situation? Because you need someone that's going to be able to get out pocket presence. I would say Montana. Neither had great Neither wheels, are good, they? are they? Neither are good. So, maybe we do flip it on the head and just pick Aaron Rodgers. We need to come up with a name because uh, we're going to be here all night. <laughs> Um, well, the problem is it's difficult when like all of our all the quarterbacks we're nominating um, are different people. The, the only consensus out of all of us that we've said is is Tom Brady. So maybe that's your answer. I think ultimately none of us want to pick Tom Brady, but all of us know that is the right answer. Just how 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 good he was. Yeah, still is. Okay, there you go. It's settled. Tom Brady is the. Long Snapper Podcasts, Fantasy QB. So there you go. Brady's our dream quarterback. And uh, we'll move on now to the tight ends. This was the next section we recorded. Uh, I can't remember when. It was about week 20-something, wasn't it? A long time ago, yeah. Yeah. Uh, During the season, in fact, they were playing, playing yeah. games. Yeah. So anyway, but luckily, that's where we come in as a clip show. We've done the work for you, yeah. listener. So, yeah. uh, as if by you, magic, uh, I'm transporting you back to our chat about tight ends. Last week, we started off our fantasy offense and we talked about quarterbacks. And Craig, you'll be delighted to know that Mr. Brady is the yeah. Long no Snapper Podcast official QB. Would you have gone elsewhere? Obviously. Oh, yeah, you'd, have had, you'd have had RG3, right? Anybody else. <laughs> a, 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 any, anybody else apart from Sam Brady. Seriously, then? Anybody except for you and Sam Brady. Who would you have gone? Uh, well, I, I, I listened to your uh, best starting impression and I would have liked to have heard more of an argument for Peyton Manning. I, I don't see how you can pass it. No, I, Vito, move on. Yeah, um, so tight Peyton Manning needed to be discussed. Peyton Manning. <laughs> no. Chad Pennington, whatever. I do, I do love Brett Favre. Uh, Brett didn't get a mention, did he? Actually, that's that's a yeah. fair one. Yeah, Brett, no, he didn't Brett get a mention at all. Somebody else. He was didn't. on my list. You know, somebody else who didn't get a mention. Big John Elway. 
He was on my list as well. I've I, I th- I listened back and thought we never talked about Elway. I don't know no. why that happened there, but... Anyway, let's talk about the next position in the list, and we're going for tight ends this week. Uh, we've we've got a decision to make about our receivers because I think we decided we were going three wide. So I don't know whether we do uh, number one receivers, number two complementary receiver, and a slot receiver, or if we just go three receivers. Three receivers. Yeah, yeah. Because three... they do a job, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, but you you may get more out of having a complimentary blend. But anyway, we we can cross that bridge anyway when we come to it. But we're going to talk tight ends this week. Um, what I mean, I take it from from this whole situation. We we're gonna we're gonna be going for a pass catching tight end. We're not going to be going for your your sixth lineman. Well, I, I threw <laughs> that in there. I, I yes, of course we are. But it's it's worth noting you know it's 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 not a position that's just about catching passes but ultimately that's what gets noticed um you you you're not going to be in the hall of fame as a tight end if you can only block are no, you so no you're not so um, let, let let's uh, throw it out there i reckon we've got a consensus for the tight end here would i be right i think there's, there's I think one, there's one name top got two top two a top two so let me go with the second one would the second one be Tony Gonzalez? No. Ah, I, Tony Gonzalez was, was my first, actually. Craig, we agree okay. on something. Was wow. your first? I'm going to say that as well. Boys, me as well. Boy, boys, I hate it, but me too. Oh, okay. Yeah, Gonzalez, <laughs> okay number cool. one. Yeah. Tony Gonzalez. So conversation num- over. Brilliant. Let's move on. <laughs> Tony Gonzalez was your, both, both your number ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, if, Here's the thing on Tony Gonzalez. If he had two or three rings on his fingers. We wouldn't even be hesitating. That would yeah. be, he'd be straight in there. And actually, it's a position that you can't necessarily influence your team all that much. It's not like a QB who would have more of a direct result on, or a direct impact on how a team does in the long term. Tony Gonzalez, you know, at the risk of bringing you down again a little bit, Dougie, he hasn't necessarily played for, for the best team um, for a lot of his career. Um, he had a chance towards the end as a Falcon, but yeah, if if he if he'd been there, done that in the Super Bowl, we wouldn't even think twice. It's funny how okay. it's funny how a player's greatness is directly linked to the amount of Super Bowl rings he's got, which is you know always massively unfair for me. You look at some of the QBs that have never won a ring, and does does the fact that they didn't play on good teams make them any less of a player? It's, it's the advantage that my number one pick, Rob Gronkowski, he's got. He's got the rings. I think Tony Gonzalez, just one thing we've got to note about the guy is he was one of the first guys, certainly over a consistent period of time, who proved that you could both block and be a pass catcher and effective in the red zone. That's why he was he was my number one, that, that athletic basketball type player. I'm sure Gates was on a few people's lists as well. But the guy has done it for so long and, and pulled in so many touchdowns, got so many yards. But Grant was also on the list, no question. You've got Shannon Sharp as well, going back a little bit further. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Shannon, yeah. Sharp was, Shannon Sharp was number three in my list. Yeah. Um, I think a, a brilliant, um, almost like broke the mould a little bit. It was a bit of a cock, but generally a, a fantastic um, <laughs> touchdown catching uh, tie in. You say, you say that there, but you don't say that about Gronk. I like Gronk. I think he's a great. I think Gronk's a great guy. Yeah, Gronk's he's hilarious. Not, Gronk's not a cock. He's just an idiot. No. Yeah. 
I think I think Gronk's brilliant. Yeah, he's he's just um Maybe I just couldn't ever think that of a of a Patriot. Yeah, yeah that that's was. that's probably my issue really. If yeah. you're gonna chuck Gronk in there, I am gonna say for the years, for the two years at New Orleans, if we're just talking about greatness captured in a bottle there, Jimmy Graham has to be mentioned. I mean he's had spouts here and there, but for that two years you saw this man run faster than everyone, jump higher than everyone, catch balls in the biggest uh, radius than anyone. I mean, this guy was unstoppable. He was, he was a wide receiver. At, at the same it was a, absolutely a, a big, strong, powerful wide receiver. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't know if you guys know. You can but say he played, the same thing about Gronk, though. Of course you can. I don't know if you guys know, but he played basketball in college, um, as did Gonzalez, yeah. as did my other choice, Antonio Gates, Gates who... Yeah. <laughs> You know, he has done it for nearly a decade now, um, not to be overlooked, but again, suffers from the no ring syndrome. Great player on shit team. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I see what you're saying about Graham and, and, and the guys who've done it over a short period of time, but you see, it, it, it's much more difficult to, to produce over a long period of time than it is to do it for a couple of years to an extremely high level. I agree. And I, th- I think you've almost got to look at with, with Gonzalez and Gates, the fact that they're doing it on a team that is pretty poor actually makes, there's an argument, it makes their achievement all that much better. Um, because in theory, Craig could go in and do a job at tight end for the, the Patriots. Well, could I he, don't could want he... to bring up a murderer, but others have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, but, then... Exactly right. You look at Martellus Bennett this year, he's doing all right. But at the same um, time, that they've had a anyone? lot of tight ends that haven't. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons Tony Gonzalez is up there for me is because in his, I think, maybe second to last year, the man did go and catch something like maybe eight or ten touchdowns. So, you know, he did it in this very modern era when we had seen this wide receiver tight end hybrid. Uh, I've got a lot of time for Tony Gonzalez. Really, real shame he didn't get me. Yeah. Okay, so boys, yeah. we're going to have to choose our tight end. We're going to have to choose one. And oh, it's gee. between Gronk and Gonzalez. Who are we going for? Tony Gonzalez for me. And me. Yep. So, Tony Gonzalez, welcome to the club. You're in. That's a, a Brady to Gonzalez. Now, that would have been a, a, a connection that I'd have liked to have seen at some point. But uh, sadly, <laughs> yeah. sadly and God, not. And God, and God forbid, if we'd have put in our all-time best team, if we'd have had Brady and Gronk, yeah. I think people would have stopped listening to the feature. <laughs> yeah, possibly, quite Facts. possibly. All right. So, if you're new to the NFL, you might be surprised to hear that Gronkowski isn't the greatest tight end that ever lived, and we've selected Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, as, as, 100% right. As uncomfortable as I was, despite the rights, it's probably the right thing about Brady, I'm very happy that it's not Gronk alongside him. That would have just just been wrong. And uh, Tony Gonzalez, I thought, was terrific for pretty much his entire career. He he never quite got that ring, did he? But um, a man who really, really deserved to. In fact, the fact that he didn't get a Super Bowl says how much that he, he did to deserve this place, I think. That's off to him. Yeah. And uh, so that's... Brady and Gonzalez in the dream team. And now we move on to the running backs. So, gentlemen, who is on your list and who wants to kick us off? I'd, I'd like to kick off by not actually talking about anybody and 
brilliant. That's how we roll on the Wonka pod. Yeah. <laughs> well, we talked about with QBs and tight ends as well, how they've got to prove themselves over a long career. There aren't that many exceptional running backs that have, have done it over a 10, 12, 15 year period. Um, you know, a, cu- a couple of names on the list, I mean, that, that have names in my notes, like Terrell Davis sticks out. I mean, who's had, what, two or three years at the top. So I think there could be some names in the discussion, legitimately, who should be talked about, but haven't actually had that 10 plus year career. And at that position, that's fair enough. You mentioned Terrell Davis. He's my first vote, to be honest. He's definitely on my list. He's on my list, but not first. Why are you going first, Doug? Let me just give you some numbers, right? Well, the numbers, numbers are where he loses out, aren't they? No, 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 no. Career, career. Okay. <laughs> Dougie was hoping you might say that. No, 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 no. Okay, so in his first four seasons, 6,513 yards and 56 touchdowns. That's fucking mental. Two 2,000 yards. Seasons, Three all pro seasons in a row. Tied for Emmett Smith with the most uh, postseason 100-yard games, and he has the highest playoff rushing average per carry and 142 yards per game in the playoffs. Um, and don't okay, forget, right don't forget the, the biggest kicker, Elway didn't have a ring until he had a Terrell Davis. Yep. That's, that's all fine, but what have Tiki Barber, Thomas Jones and Ricky Williams got in common? Domestic abuse. <laughs> drug offences possibly definitely drug offences but they've all got significantly more career rushing yards so I'm contradicting my own initial point um, but you yeah. know they, they've all got 10,000 career rushing yards yeah but you could have a you, could, you know that's that's 60 yards a game over 10 years it, 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 one of the other things that the short season does or the short career doesn't allow for is that little bit of a tail off towards the end where a lot of the other guys' averages, you know, Terrell Davis was lucky if he played on a pretty good team for his time. He didn't have, you know, Emmett Smith played on, on you know, on, on almost a, you know, a generation-setting um, Cowboys team. But some of the others played on some pretty ropey teams that would have affected this. If, if Zeke Elliott packs it up at the end of this season, his stats will, you know, never be beaten. Because his averages yeah. will be that much higher, because he's got a smaller sample size. But there'd be so, a qualifying, uh, uh, there'd be a qualifying amount of carries, though, wouldn't there? It wouldn't be like one season, because you've got. If if that was the case, then you'd look at RG three as being the greatest QB of all time. It depends what stat you look at, isn't it? So if you go on averages and things like that, it it starts to skew because you've got a smaller sample size. There's no doubt that Terrell Davis in that late period of the kind of mid to late 90s, was far and away the best running back in the NFL. There are limits, though. You can't, you can't just... I mean, I wouldn't include, for example, Chris Johnson on the back of, say, a 2,000-yard season and very little else. I think you've got to do a bit more than that to be in the conversation. But, yeah, TD, surely. I mean, he, he has, hasn't he? I mean, I've got, I've got many of them. I've got Terrell Davis. I think Dougie made the point. I mean, all the yards are brilliant, but I like the... the, the the two stats for me is one is he did it in the postseason. He made the difference in two, you know, like you say, the two rings came and Terrell did. Um, I want to yeah. chuck one in there. Um, and that is Daniel Thompson. You, you made the point before and we've had this conversation. Does rings, uh, how important is that when you're evaluating a career, end of a career? He never got the rings. 
he was on a, a good team at times, average most of the time. But can we say he, he was the best running back of his time, potentially? One of the things that he brought to the running back position was he was the best receiver on that Chargers team most of the time. Mm-hmm. You look at a lot of the other running backs, they're known for their running. Now, LT was probably as dangerous, if not more dangerous, with his hands catching the ball than running the ball. And he was a bit of a game changer when it came to that versatility uh, at running back. That, that, the Chargers having like a third and 14 and a little screen to LT or even, even you know, a bit more downfield, you, you would not... You know, the San Diego Chargers, the mid-2000s, late-2000s, it didn't matter how many yards to go on third down. You did not relax when you were playing against them. And we certainly, the Tennessee Titans came up against him and lost enough times in that period. I would agree to an extent, but as a Chiefs fan, I don't think he was the best running back in that division because we had Larry <laughs> Johnson. So, you know, um, so, you know, yeah, he was great, but Larry Johnson. So we briefly touched on um, Emmett Smith, who, who, who uh, part of that legendary Dallas side. Uh, and surely, surely there's some love for Adrian Peterson. Uh, you know, this is the first year we've seen that he is actually human. Uh, before this year, I'm pretty sure we all believed he was half mad, half machine. Uh, this guy dominated the position for five years. Yeah. It's not the first injury he's had. He's come back from a an ACL in the past and being equally prolific after that, hasn't he? Have I just <laughs> stolen uh, <laughs> stolen your point, Doug? Even? No, no, I just, um, I just have a little, you know, yes, he beats up his kids. Yes. <laughs> I was wondering where. <laughs> yes. It is alleged that he may have paid some people or used money from his foundation to fund an orgy where three of his relatives attended and there was four women. He may have done that. He may have done that. But he is the highest running He is the the highest paid running back in history. And he has a fear factor unlike any other running back in the NFL. If your team's playing against AP, you don't care about anything else. You need to lock down AP. And that's what separates him from a lot of running backs in the NFL. And teams couldn't, even though they stacked the box. They knew the Vi- all the Vikings could do is run the ball with Adrian Peterson, and teams still couldn't stop it. They put all eleven men to try and tackle him, and he'd just run over people, like run past them, run through them, run around them. You know, he he was probably the the perfect physical specimen when it came to playing running back. The only thing on field, anyway, the only criticism I'd ever have of him would be putting the ball on the floor. Which he, which early in his career he did a bit too much. I mean, but you take you take that. You're not going to drop him. Yeah, you'd you? take it every week, wouldn't you? He he once had a season in high school where he ran for three and a half thousand yards. They play ten game seasons <laughs> in high school. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> when you hear some of those elite players stats in high school it makes you think what the fuck happened <laughs> like literally basically he just ran up and down all game <laughs> like, I mean that, that brings me nicely on to, to, the, to, the, to I think we we've mentioned him but we really should talk about Barry shouldn't we surely everyone's yeah, going to vote for Barry yeah, right yeah. listen yeah. when Barry was um, in high school do you know who he backed up I'm trying to think what sort of period that had been it had come and if you were playing this high school 
you would surely have a bad hammy that day. Let me play. It. it was Thurman Thomas. Thurman Thomas. Thurman Thomas. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can you imagine playing a high school with Thurman Thomas and the change of pace back was Barry Sanders? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're on third and twelve. We're going to bring in Barry Sanders. Yeah. Just for the screen. Um, and, I mean, and also, I'm, I'm, just to, just another th- fact about this. Do you know who the Lions management or the the Lions owners wanted to draft the year that they drafted Barry Dion? It was the head coach. The head coach was the only person that wanted to draft Barry Sanders. What a draft Did they, did that they must just have call been. the wrong Sanders? Just what a draft, though. If, if, you're, if your choice is literally Barry or Deion Sanders. Literally two, two, two all-time greats at their position. It's, it's yeah. Sophie's choice. I mean, for, for those listeners who maybe aren't particularly familiar with Barry Sanders, I, I, the best way of describing it is he, he, he was on a, a pretty bum-average team damn right dog shit at times and and, and everybody couldn't tackle him and, and, and I want to be really specific everybody on the other football team couldn't tackle this man when he ran it, it, whether it be power elusiveness pace you just couldn't stop him sometimes you could in the backfield like a long way in the backfield like 15 yards you can only backfield. stop him yeah. before he got he before, before he started he got, going didn't he have like a couple of seasons he had over uh, like 200 yards negative running you know but, um, oh yeah, I, I could, well, but then equally, like I say, he played on... That just makes his stats look even more impressive. What, what it tells it? you is it literally was give the ball to Barry for, yeah. for, for 10 years. Can I just run some stats past you about Barry Sanders? Well, obviously, Doug. We, so, we wouldn't expect anything less, mate. <laughs> Wake me years, up when you're done. 10 years straight, <laughs> Barry Sanders made the Pro Bowl. 10 years straight. And the All-Pro team. He was a Rookie of the Year. He won the MVP. In 1996, after two, after week two, he had 53 yards rushing. Do you know how many yards he finished that season with? Probably about 1,200. 2,053. <laughs> yeah. The year it's after he retired. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. That's like, that is the so, ultimate uh, mic drop, isn't it? And, it, and, and, and yeah. he, he bowed out yeah. at the top as well. He had three or four good years left in him, but he just went, you know what? I just don't fancy it. And one of the other things that I really, really enjoyed about him, whenever he scored a touchdown, no celebration, no nothing, just go and hand the ball to the official, trot off the field. I like you've been there before. Get the extra point on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's his dad told him, you know, I don't want to actually, I think he did some showboating or whatever in high school. Dad said, no, 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 none of that, none of that. Give the ball to the official, just jog off the pitch. And that's all he did ever since. He, he scored a fair few touchdowns as well. What, what so, are there so any, other, you... any other names that we haven't mentioned that so we were guilty of doing this before, of sort of making decisions and, and not talking about some guys? Not who, for me. They're the clear three for me. Uh, the three that I mentioned. They're, they're, I'm happy with them as well, gentlemen. Uh, so is it a unanimous vote, Doug? You tell me, boss. Um well, I, like, I, I can't I can't pick between AP, TD and Barry. I'm going to let you pick between your three and come back to you, Adam. I just I just wanted to say before before we pick these guys, I couldn't – my, my, pretty much my favourite ever running back. I, I, I just want to give him a mention because he, he made the Tennessee Titans – well, pretty much when they moved to Tennessee, he, he really made them a good team for many years, and that's Eddie George. Now he he got pretty close to winning a ring, one yard away, and all the rest of it. Um, but he he when Steve McNair was running that offense, made the difference. Jeff Fisher's finest. 
I mean, one of the things that we um, didn't mention earlier in this bit, and in case you hadn't listened before, this is just within our lifetime. So we appreciate the Walter Paytons and the Jim Browns and players like that, Bye. but we never got to see them yeah. live. We, we never saw them in the flesh. So we're only talking about people that played the game sort of from that kind of early, mid-90s onwards. Um, and the only other one that I'd, I'd quickly mention, I, I thought watching growing up as well, was Jerome Bettis, the bus. Howard yeah, great, dude, great shout, yeah. Howard Dude, that big, moved that well, got the yards he got, because he wasn't getting around the corner and, and skipping down the sideline. He was trucking people week in, week out. And he's ended up on, you know, he's on all kinds of all-time lists. He was an absolute monster. And of all the running backs that we've got on our list, I would think if you were playing defence, he would be the last one you'd want to see in that backfield because you'd be going, oh, no, this is really going to hurt. Yeah. Oh. So, lads, I'm going to push you all for, for, for a pick. Are we doing two RBs? Are we doing two, two I, think, RBs? I think so. Yeah, we're going with yeah, two yeah, RBs now. Yeah, so let's get let's get so let's go one. Let's go one. I think one will be unanimous. Let's go Barry. Um, Barry. Barry from Doug. Barry from Martin. Barry. Adam. And yeah. I'm going to go with Barry as well. Doug, RB2. Terrell Davis. Oh, Terrell Davis. Martin. Yeah, I'm happy with Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis. Mm. Uh, Emmett Smith. And I'm going to go Adrian Peterson. So Terrell Davis Terrell gets Davis. the RB2 spot. And I'm, I think I'm gutted for Adrian. I think that nicely sort of uh, makes up for me completely blanking him at the London uh, game, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> for those that don't know, I um, I was setting up the cameras at Wembley and I noticed Handsome Hank from the Damashek podcast in the crowd. And I went up, Hank, how you doing? How you doing? Shook his hand. Oh, I listen to the podcast all the time. Walked back down to the bottom of the steps, walked away from the stadium, turned around, had a look back. Terrell Davis was sat next to him. Sucks. <laughs> Literally sucks. That, that's got to be the best thing that ever happened to Handsome Hank. It? <laughs> it's worth watching. Terrell Davis, go back and watch those America's games. Because the season that he got his 2,000 yards, I think he sat out something like about eight quarters of football because they were so far ahead going into the second half that he got benched. Yeah. He probably left another six, seven hundred yards on the pitch because they they didn't do you know they didn't run him into the ground. He, he got some time off. He, it's he also, had, it's know, also worth watching the tackle that he made on special teams in the first preseason that he got drafted. Yeah. That was, that, was that the one in Japan? It was a kickoff. Yeah, they were in Tokyo a kickoff that he, they covered, and he went down. Yeah, and absolutely yeah. marmalized some dude on a kick return. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was in. I think it was in Tokyo on a, a preseason tour, and they reckon had he known how to speak Japanese, he may never have come back. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> so there you have it. Um, we have our quarterback, uh, that arsehole from New England. We have our tight <laughs> the legendary Tony Gonzalez. We have. Our RB1, uh, the Barry Sanders, and we have RB2, uh, Denver's Terrell Davis. Next week, wide receivers, boys? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be interesting. So one clear-cut selection and one with a little bit of contention there. Barry Sanders, clear as you like, one of the greatest players that's ever played the game, let alone running backs. But conjecture about the... Terrell Davis pick. Yeah, I don't think I would have gone with TD. Um, had I been involved in the conversation, I might have fought a little bit harder for other people. But um, I think clear clear RB1 
in Barry Sanders, I would have um, thrown my hat more into the ring for Emmett Smith, um, who I thought was an incredible player. Um, but, you know, TDs, he's not too bad, is he? Okay, so we're at a point now. We've got our running backs, we've got our tight end, and we've got our quarterback. Let's wrap it up with the wide receivers, because let's be honest, nobody cares about offensive linemen. So today we're going to talk wide outs. We've got two wide receiver spots and one slot receiver spot. Uh, so I'll chuck it open. Who wants to make their first argument for their first player? I'll go there. All right, I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll kick off, but I don't. The two guys I want to talk about, I, I'm not entirely sure either of them warrant a place in our ultimate team, but I I think they're both worthy of discussion for very very different reasons. Um, one unproven, still relatively young player, and and also a, a just retired veteran. Um, I'll kick us off with that with uh, Steve Smith. Um, which is an odd place to start in this, which is why I was hoping someone else might go first. Um, Steve you, Smith. This is the uh, so you you playing Steve in the slot. <sighs> I'll play. I, I'm not. I don't want to really get bogged down with this whole slot thing. I think we, to me, this is just we're picking we're picking the best guys. Um, okay. I'm not too worried so, so whether we're not, we're we're not talking, talking about roles. Okay. Well. I, I guess we could. It gets. How long have we got? Um, yeah, not very. So yeah, carry on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, to me, I like. I like. I've always liked Steve Smith. Um, he's a Larry gobby little man, uh, but he's made big time. He's made the most of his talent. What talent he has, and I, I like people like that in sport. I approve of of people who get there with sheer guts and sheer effort and passion, which is exactly what he's done. He he's not going to top any of the stats. He's, he does pretty well in the stats. He's had a 16-year career, which in itself is quite incredible in the NFL. Uh, he only missed any significant time in 2004 and 2015. So 2001, he started for the Panthers, and obviously he's only he's only just retired, um, which in itself saddens me because I've discovered that he's four days older than me, and <laughs> anyone in sport who retired <laughs> older than me. Um, it's, there aren't many left. Let's, let's face it. Uh, he, I mean, he's, he's all time receiving yards. He comes in seventh on, on the all time list. Um, yeah, he's had 16 years to get there. Um, but you know, that's not too, not too shabby, shabby. Not shabby, not shabby at all. And the other thing about Steve Smith is a lot of his career he's played for, I mean, mostly the Panthers who have often been a run first team. Um, for a lot of that time and more recently the Ravens um, to a certain extent um, so I think that adds to his achievements mm. um, the fact that you know they're, they're not haven't been a pass heavy team um, for a lot of his career uh, he's yeah he's obviously uh, made the Super Bowl but um, sad, sadly for him not didn't go one more than that I mean tough as shit don't get me wrong love that but He's, he, that's a notable mention, absolutely, but I can't see him making our final roster. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll to disagree. Um, but <laughs> I, it, it's, it's somebody that warrants recognition, for sure. Shout out, Steve Smith. Yeah. Um, um, I, I, think, I think we're all pretty much... It's difficult once uh, I'd seen who'd chosen who as to picking other receivers from our generation that 
maybe warranted inclusion in this because there's clearly two standout or three standouts and then the rest. Yeah. So if you're looking at the rest, going from when I first started watching football, there were three receivers outside of the you sort of Irvins and uh, the Carters and those guys, and that was Don Beebe and Andre Reid for the Bills, who yeah, great show. As, as a partnership. Had they have won two of those four Super Bowls, maybe they'd be spoken about in more sort of glowing terms than they are at the moment. Because and yeah. and Don, Don Bebby did get a ring, didn't he? But with the Packers, eventually, yeah. yeah um, but a phenomenal player. But um, yeah, if they'd have won four rings, and you could make an argument that they were maybe one of the best one-two punches at wide out um, in the NFL's history. Um, an Art Monk for the Redskins was another one of those guys that sort of has slipped by because his numbers aren't as exceptional, purely based on the fact of the era that he played in. There weren't many 4,000-yard quarterbacks, but believe me, if that guy had been playing now, he would have he would have torn torn records to bits. Yeah, he, he also had people like Mark Rippon throwing to him. Yeah. Um, so Somebody who did tear records to bits and is probably... I'll go out on a limb and say this is will be one of our unanimous picks. Um, came into the league in 98. Uh, this will be before I was actively watching uh, American football during uh, the Vikings uh, in a record-setting season. Uh, they scored That office scores more points that year than any other offense had up until the point. Um, but his real breakout year came around the time that I did start watching football, probably a couple of years after. Uh, the 2007 Randy Moss and New England Patriots, the probably the best, well, not probably, I'd say categorically the greatest team to ever win a Super Bowl, that 2017 undefeated. Randy Moss just run, used to run past people. I mean, the stats speak for themselves. Um, he scored that 2007 season, he scored in 13 of 16 games. Eight of those games, he had more than one touchdown. I mean, that's just fucking mental. Nine hundred yard games and six touchdown receptions of forty yards or more. I mean, the guy just was a simply impossible to cover. Between ninety eight and two thousand nine, he missed six games, which is incredible. Every year he played sixteen games, he had over a thousand yards, um, fifteen thousand yards when he hung it up. Yeah, for my money, um, you know. Uh, possibly the greatest pure wide receiver in football history. Now, some might make a case, and I'm sure we'll talk about the other guy who's usually in that conversation. But for me, from what the time I've watched football, Randy Moss at his peak is the best wide receiver football has seen. That's that's interesting, Craig. You're wrong, obviously, but you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're interesting. Um, I, I don't think there can be, other than from you, obviously, um, I think the guy that we haven't mentioned yet, but everyone knows who it is, it's, it's the type of person that even people who aren't interested in American football know who it is. Um, I think there's an argument to say that it, not only is he the best wide receiver that's ever played the game, he's potentially the best player that the NFL has ever seen. Um, obviously we're talking about Jerry Rice. He's a guy who is just an absolutely phenomenal player. And it's the story that goes behind him as well as the fact that he, you know, coming out of high school, 
Um, he, he was never offered a scholarship coming out. He went to a fairly small college. Most NFL scouts thought that he was too small and too slow. Um, it was only Bill Walsh that thought he was ever really going to make the impact, um, got picked up and then became the phenomenon that he is. He's, you know, I think that anytime you're talking about the best and the best wide receiver you've ever seen, he's, he's number one without any question whatsoever. Um, he's got over a hundred, um, well over a hundred NFL records. And you look at some of them, you know, most, most career games played by the position in the single, in the single position, most career receiving yards, most career receptions, most career touchdown receptions and 197, um, most career yards from scrimmage. And you, you could go on. There's, there's thousands of them. The guy was incredible and played in a position during a time when, defensive backs could smash wide receivers he the the fact that he managed to do as well as he did playing when he entered the league in 85 and obviously I was four then I didn't know much about him but still playing to the level he was playing in the early 90s right through to um you know he in with Oakland from 2001 onwards he still won an, an AFC championship game um the guy was incredible once scored 22 touchdowns in a 12 game season in the late 80s you know who broke the record uh, who not, broke that record not Ran, but, yeah. Ran, Ran, randy moss but that was in a 12 game season craig 12 games not 16 there was right. a strike shortened season so who gives a fuck <laughs> don't don't let the facts get in the way of craig's opinion yeah um he was the nfl mvp um he won three rings he's got more records than you know he knows what to do with Without a shadow of a doubt, for me, the best wide receiver slash player the game has ever seen. You touched on it, Mark. He he did have Steve Young and uh, and uh, Joe Montana throwing him the ball, but he also did it until he retired uh, in his last season when he was at the Seattle Seahawks. So yes, you know he was doing it. With, and so many of those yards well. from you know because I didn't watch a lot of a lot of football obviously when I was four and five, but from my understanding of the the West Coast offense, a lot of it is designed to be short passes and yards after the catch, and that's yeah. what he was amazing at. So he's yeah he might have a quarterback of that ilk thrown in the ball, but he did a shitload of that himself. Mm. Look, I'm not arguing. I love Jerry Rice, but he di- I didn't watch football um, like that when he was in his pomp and see the journey, what Randy Moss did, we had never seen before. I'm going to say this. We had so, it. <laughs> if, uh, if we, if Jerry Rice isn't in our ultimate team, I resign from the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Well, that, that's good. That's going to make that it tricky, Adam. Hold on, let's think about this now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You made that much more difficult than it would have been, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, in every position, he has to be, he's the easy lock of, of, in any position we're doing in this in this ultimate team thing, Agreed. no question. Okay, Dominic. so Jerry Rice, wide receiver one. Uh, who else we got to talk about? A couple of others. Uh, go yeah. on, in, Adam. Uh, very, very quickly, um, just from names we were throw, throwing out before that before we before we start recording, Odell Beckham Jr. If this if we were talking about this in five ten years time, he may well be. In the in the ultimate team, and he he ought to be at the start of a career he's had. His ceiling is probably higher than any other player we could potentially talk about in this conversation. I think um, some of the just natural ability, yards after the catch for sure, but some of that's just catching. 
those hands are um, unbelievable. Obviously, what concerns me and anybody else about Odell Beckham is... He's mental! Uh, yeah, he's not all there, is he? Uh, but nor is nor was Steve Smith, but all sorts of uh, different Trust. reasons. Um, but yeah, is he consistent enough? I don't know. Time will tell. Um, he set all sorts of records in his rookie season. Um, first player ever to get 75 receptions, uh, 1,100 yards and 10 touchdowns in his, in his first season. Uh, he's got 14.3 yards per reception, which is up there with the best of them. Um, 35 touchdowns in his three seasons so far. If that continues he is going to be breaking all sorts of records uh but too early to too early to say i would i would yeah. point. love a bit of obj but way too early um i'll tell you who had a better uh yards um per catch ratio than obj uh, over a career uh, and another for me this is a lock for our ultimate team. And that, that is Calvin Johnson. I'm a, I mean, uh, I'm a big, big fan of Calvin Johnson, even though he lost me um, our fantasy championship a few years ago, which, <laughs> which, which did break my heart. The guy was scoring 20 points a game. And then on, 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 on crunch time, he got me four points, but that aside, Calvin, uh, if I'm going to forgive you for that, um, <laughs> well, do, first, would that stop him getting in? Well, it, very, very possibly. Um, we just, which I mean, very briefly in terms of his numbers between 2007 and 2015, uh, he only had two seasons in which he didn't record a thousand yards. Um, one of which he only played 14 games and had 984 yards, 11,000 yards in nine years. Only Tory Holt and Jerry Rice had more in their first nine years. Uh, only player ever to average 120 yards a game in a single season, which is just mind boggling. Um, and 1,200 yards in his in his final year, which is the most ever for a retiring player. But you've put put the numbers aside, put the records aside, and that's you know I, I, I think I've pre- preached this before. You did the eye test. Now you watched while Randy Moss was almost elusive and very like, almost surprisingly quick. He'd run past people. You yet yeah, he didn't look like he was breaking a sweat, uh, and obviously had this. You know he was he had very good hands. Calvin Johnson just looked like the big boy in the park every single week. Like three people hanging off him. He could catch it. He had OBJ's catch radius, yet he was much bigger, much stronger, much faster. You know, the imagine Calvin Johnson on on any team where, you know, it was a good side. I mean, I I, I love Calvin Johnson, one of my favourite NFL players um, I've ever watched and I would be, I think it's mental if he doesn't make our ultimate team. I, something about Calvin Johnson that for me uh, uh, makes me want to agree with you is the fact that teams double covered him, triple covered triple him covered. and he still hit the yeah. numbers he did. I um, mean, you see, you're seeing a bit of that with Odell Beckham um, in his, uh, his early career, but that just, that just shows how, how good a player I, I don't know what he's doing retired Calvin Johnson even now, but um, yeah, enjoying the, his money, not getting team, concussions. Teams just could not. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you, uh, no, I'm not arguing with that, uh, but he, uh, he could not be stopped no matter what teams tried. So, um, who are we going with then? Gentlemen? Quick, quick honorable mention, Craig. I think we, we'd be remiss if we're talking about wide receivers that's best in our lifetime. And we don't mention the guy who's um, currently the second top per, um, 
in terms of yards total career yards um i think somebody gets ignored an awful lot because he's become a bit of a caricature of his own self and his career ended um under a lot of a, a bit of a cloud but terrell owens was an unbelievable Deal. wide receiver yeah um, amazing guy um 15,934 yards in a career like i said second all time isn't he second in pretty much every category behind jerry rice yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and that's why but you, when you talk about wide receivers people tend to yes, discuss jerry rice um randy moss calvin johnson and yet Tio never gets a mention but three years three years he led the league with with most touchdowns um he's and he's still the only player to have scored a touchdown against every single other um team in the league um phenomenal player and i think worth it that's because he played in nearly every division (laughs) (laughs) he did move about certainly says that and that hurts him that is what does does hurt him yeah yeah it does but you know he's still only played for what four teams i think It seems like more. (laughs) Yeah, it just seems like a lot. Um, But yeah, on on his day, and and when he was when he had his mind switched on, what a phenomenal play! So let's put it to the vote. So everybody's putting in Jerry Rice. I'm taking it. Yep, without doubt. Yeah, it's simple for me. Simple. It's Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. Randy Moss as your two starting. Jerry Rice. Randy Moss. I'd, I'd actually play Jerry Rice as my slot receiver and have Moss and. Um, Moss and uh, Calvin Johnson as the wideouts. Yep. Fuck me, you'd take that as a lineup, wouldn't you? Do you know, I, I, I can't I, argue with any of that. No. <laughs> that is a that is a receiving call. What do you do? <laughs> we what we do you... hang on, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We need to argue about this for at least ten minutes, don't we? Isn't that how this goes? <laughs> no, it's Craig's <laughs> no. bedtime. I can agree with that. I mean, Calvin Johnson, Jerry Rice, um, Randy Moss, you wouldn't, you just can't cover it. You'd never lose a game. Never lose a game. You would never lose a game, ever. Well, and, especially and, when you've got to, well unless you had got kickers on the O line, because yeah, that, yeah. they're the only players you can afford to pay after our <laughs> yeah. quarterback, running back, and wide receivers. Yeah. <laughs> this this team does not comply with any salary cap let's just say that so that wraps it up uh jerry rice calvin johnson and randy moss uh, i don't think you're pretty happy with that aren't you yeah i think if you're drafting a, a fantasy dream team as we were they're the three you end up with as we did <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous I, I love what we've done here we've, we've basically Talk to the bleeding fucking obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Pick the three best wide receivers you you can think of. Done. Also, what are we doing sat here right now? What can we add to what we've already said? Nothing. Nothing. So there you go. Our dream team is five offensive linemen that nobody really care about. No, there's uh, only one for four, remember? Oh, yeah. Four offensive linemen. <laughs> We're going to go tackleless. Um, <laughs> who needs a right tackle? Uh Tom Brady running for his life um, with Emmett Smith. No, Tom yeah. Brady running. Tom Brady running for his life with Barry Sanders and Terrell Davis, the snubbed Terrell Davis by the Chinese lensman. Um, <laughs> Tony Gonzalez acting as a fifth lineman, never catching a pass, and <laughs> <laughs> Calvin Johnson, <laughs> Randy Moss, and Jerry Rice catching the passes. I think you'll agree yeah. that is a pretty strong lineup. What offensive coordinator wouldn't be delighted with that lineup? Most of them. 
Um, <laughs> any other business chaps? Let's wrap this up. I'll go. Um, so a couple of things. We didn't mention it last week, I don't think. But how good was um, Joshua Klitschko a couple of weekends ago? I don't know if you boys saw it. Lordy, uh, lordy. Oh, man alive. That was unbelievable. Both fighters should have lost that. One of the the best fights I've ever seen in my lifetime. Thought it was incredible. Um, and I thought Anthony Joshua answered an awful lot of questions about his staying power and um, whether he would be able to cope with it, with, with the big boys. And fair fucking play to him. I can't wait to see him smash Tyson Fury up into tiny little pieces. Um, and also... Italians being vaguely daft racists in the, in the, especially in the Italian FA. I don't know if you saw this story last, from last weekend, but um, a, a guy who used to play in the Premier League called Sully Montari was um, getting a dog's abuse from the uh, Cagliari fans in Serie A, and um, by all accounts, racist racist chants. Um, he went and complained to the referee, who promptly booked him, um, and then he decided that he was going to walk off the pitch because he didn't want to. St- take the racist abuse anymore and he got booked again and so sent off the Italian FA in their infinite wisdom decided to give him a a match ban because of this because you know he was getting racial abuse so what better way to deal with it than that and Fief Pro had to get involved um, and eventually the Italian FA saw sense and decided to rescind the ban and what's the best thing to do from a PR exercise if you're his club that's right you suspend him for the next game for walking off the pitch from a from a public relations perspective, Italians, man alive, um, that club and that FA, unbelievable that that is still going on in the year 2017. Incredible. Can I just say that I love my Italian neighbours and walls are thin. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll be able to hear me. Yeah, this is a pretty that's poor proper, quality headset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you know it's bad when the guy who runs the Italian FA um, got banned from the FIFA exec committee because of the comments he made about people eating bananas a couple of years ago, yet managed to keep his job as the head of the Italian FA. Jesus Christ. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Adam, what you got for me? Um... Not not a lot. Just a, just a couple of couple of positive-ish things actually. My, my the boy went for his first. You may remember me talking about the ECB and their All Stars cricket that they've launched. Um, local cricket club about a mile from here. I'd never actually been there, um, but they've been running this scheme and they've started. They've done a couple of extra sessions a couple of weeks early. He went for one on Sunday morning. It was terrific. Brilliantly run. Lovely little cricket club. Uh, St Margaretsbury. Um, just up the road from here uh, he'll be going again Sunday and for the next eight weeks he loved it I loved it it's terrific um, great sport to get into um, and yeah couldn't sing its praises highly enough also a little random uh, TV series that I've only just discovered like a lot of things late to the party but Archer I don't know if you're familiar with Archer oh yes Um uh, I've watched three episodes from the very start and laughing out loud through virtually all of it. Brilliant. It only gets better. Um, I'd like to take this opportunity to say to the ass hats that invented uh, Amazon One Touch, you're going to bankrupt a family soon, you incompetent <laughs> cretins. 
Five-year-olds are operating my computer. Five-year-olds can operate Amazon OneTouch. Now, I'm lucky. My son only ordered a die-cast Aer Lingus aeroplane. Your son or your daughter could be ordering a £2,000 Samsung television. Watch it. Amazon, sort it out because there's got to be some kind of child protection. And before you all write in, all, all 20 million of you that listen to this podcast saying, oh, well, Dougie, you know, you could just block the computer. I don't want to. My five-year-old needs to be able to use the computer. He doesn't need to be able to order stuff on Amazon. So Amazon, sort it out. That's properly dangerous. I can't believe that that is, that's a thing. Yeah, mate. Rachel's, Rachel, uh, the lovely Mrs. Lensman, text me to say did you order ollie an airplane on an airplane on the amazon i said no she goes i didn't either he must have done it and it's it's one click sorry not one touch one click yeah um my 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 son about a few months ago now managed to order a film like through sky like they can rent a a film for a couple of days it was about 5.99 or something a film we watched at the cinema about a month before yeah. that's easy that's easy done i've seen daniel with the remote and he's got as far as the box office bit and as you know it's it, it, there's no like unless you put it in the pin code stuff that you need to enter in is just you know it's not good enough not good enough anyway boys it's been a quick one but we've still managed to make it last 20 minutes um, <laughs> this, if only this, i had that problem every day doug yeah You're this, right. yeah <laughs> What I could do in 20 minutes, 12 times. Um, Let's wrap it up because this podcast is going to last about three and a half hours. So until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye.